0: mother is believing. At least I
1: have a husband, you know. Does anybody he
2: believe that? Oh. Does anybody here believe
3: that? Oh. We are from Arkansas, no. <laughs>
0: So it's episode 69. Nice. I did not... Um, I'm not giving it a, a name since it's a state of the pod and not a normal one. Okay. Um, mostly because I don't remember what I did in the time's past and because it wasn't until I was starting right now that I realized I didn't write one down because that's part of the episode recap routine. Mm-hmm. Like as I'm writing down the date and all that stuff, you know. So episode 69, no name. But before we get started... I first would like to make a callback to last week's episode. Okay. So not necessarily a corrections corner, maybe a callback corner, if you will. Oh. I thought about it like as soon as we got done recording. But I don't know why I didn't think of it in the moment. When we were talking about Franna, you know, Janna and uh, the folklore of Frank's son. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't think of the song Anna's son.
1: I oh. walk the moon <laughs> um, it could
0: be Jana's son Jan- <laughs> do you know this house is falling apart um or the Good part or the part where they're like uh where is what is it when it's um got no money but we got ha ha i'm like that's because in the in the folklore maybe they have no money because she said fuck you jim bob you know <laughs> so i'm adding to the folklore here of Janna sun. Oh, Janna sun. Okay. It's a good song. It's a good song. I'm just kind of shooting the shit for a minute. Now that Halloween is over, we are transitioning over into fall. Mhm. It is um, to be I understand that a lot of people I think assume that I jump straight to Christmas given my enthusiasm. Right for christmas and santa we know uh, i love that man (laughs) um but actually no i don't jump into it i i'm a pretty firm believer in giving fall and thanksgiving its fair share of time agree so we are a not starting official christmas like decor Mm -hmm. until the day after thanksgiving um uh, that doesn't don't don't get it twisted. That does not mean I am not preparing and excited for Christmas behind True. the scenes. I already bought my Oreos the day after Halloween. <laughs> I already bought my special white chocolate covered shortbread cookies that are very hard to find. I got those as mm-hmm. soon as I could. Um but yeah, no. So, you know, it's behind the scenes, but
3: you got to give the holidays their due. Yeah. You know. So
0: <clears throat> October is specifically Halloween. Halloween decor, Halloween-themed food. November is fall. hmm So I put away um, Halloween decor yesterday. Put out the fall decor. Now, it is a fraction of both Halloween and Christmas decor, which is mm-hmm. fine because I need that. I can't do triples back-to-back. can't do it. My fall decor, mainly the focal point is the fall tree and the fall mantle. Mm-hmm. That's good for me. I only have four fall mugs, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm not looking to have 25 fall right. mugs. I'm not, not anti finding a good one, but I'm also not like, gotta fill Let's it up, get you the know. collection
3: up. Yeah. yeah, so
0: limited on the mugs.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is also the time of year where um, I try to do, could be because everything is Halloween themed in October, then I go fall with the food too. Mm-hmm. So this is when I make like cinnamon, cinnamon crunch pumpkin bread. This is Mm -hmm. when I'll buy the apple cider donuts. Right. This is when I make um like... This is when
3: we drink brown alcohol.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we really (laughs) do. Like I'm very much a clear alcohol girl, like silver tequila. Mm. But this time of year, I'm like, give me some bourbon. You know, Mm. this is when we do like a good bourbon.
3: I feel like last couple of years, that's what I've been getting as gifts. So I've been drinking a lot of really good bourbon.
0: But like this is the time of year that like I'm like, I'll take like a brown liquor, you know. Yeah. It's very specific. Oh, I'll be making... um. Uh, cinnamon bread french toast with cider apple cider syrup this Mm -hmm. is when i start to do those things and then the week of thanksgiving i do um it's traditional for me because when you're busy making all the thanksgiving food you don't have time to like or space in your fridge or any of that shit capacity energy to make like full-blown meals for yourself because you're like i'm fucking i'm working on this one meal yeah (laughs) so my tradition is i need to get there before they run out is I buy the stuffing flavored chips from Trader Joe's. And that week we make turkey and ham sandwiches with stuffing, stuffing chips. Mm-hmm. And then I also, it'll be, it'll have special meaning this year because of Matthew Perry's mm. um, passing. But then I do Chandler's Thanksgiving meal. So we have grilled cheese, tomato soup, and Funyuns. <laughs> so those are the types of fall meal. Like So then I just do like, I'm doing like a, um, like a stuffing pork chop. In the mm-hmm. Next couple days, and I'll make like a butternut squash mac and cheese. So,
3: loves the fall food. We go fall food, butter bean soup. Yes, butter beans.
0: But, um, also, um, even in like our television and things like that, mm hmm, fall, Halloween, October. So, then this is Gilmore girl season. <sighs> I, to me, November equals like Gilmore I mean it's just like it is like I have like one sister who was watching in October and I was like I'm I'm like I'm too like I'm like very rigid in my old jade I'm like oh no that's a November 1st thing I'm like I can't watch Gilmore Girls in the in October
3: so my little Arthur in his area of our banquet kitchen would start putting Christmas music on in like September and I remember when I first worked with them I was like nope we're not gonna do that and he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, look, I love Christmas music. So I'm not one of those people that talks about bah, how much they hate mug. it. There's yeah. a lot of people out there and it feels like they have it as a, as a badge of pride to be like, oh, I can't stand Christmas music. Because it's always done in a way with an attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I'm not that person. But I'm always like, you got to give holidays their due. I told him the second Thanksgiving was over. You can play it all you want, and then we would all sing it, and it was a huge thing. But I'm like, you gotta give, gotta give some time, you know. Well,
0: and I feel like like Thanksgiving definitely gets lost, and that week of Thanksgiving, so Gilmore Girls is a main factor leading up. So this is the time of hear you hear a lot of la la, <laughs> la already have. Anyways, but then the week of Thanksgiving, I have a running list of Thanksgiving t- episodes that I watch. Mm. So, I like to give it its... So, we always watch um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's, like, the kickoff before. Mm -hmm. And then I watch, like, all of the Roseanne Thanksgiving episodes. Mm -hmm. I have my favorite episode of The Cosby Show from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. um i watch garfield i I don't know you just like i just have a i have a list i watch every single year of all of the thanksgiving stuff charlie brown charlie brown so it's like i like to give i like to celebrate all the things you know so
3: how come you never say that your favorite thanksgiving meal is jelly beans and buttered toast
0: I, well i was thinking that we're i was gonna make that for dinner one night we're just gonna have <laughs> toast pretzels and jelly beans And
3: jelly beans
0: why not <laughs> get out a ping pong table yeah you know it's all good so, um, yeah, so that's what we're heading into right now. Not Christmas, which I know was surprising to some people, but day after Thanksgiving. It's a goat.
3: Yep. It's
0: actually kind of funny because both of our, so our anniversary was last Friday. Mm-hmm. Both of our anniversary gifts to each other were Christmas related. Yes, they were. <laughs> Do mm-hmm. you like to go first? Mine's um, not as good, so I'll let you go first. <laughs> or maybe I should go first. There you go. <laughs> Mine's not as good.
3: Oh, it's, but
0: we don't always go really big for our anniversary, you know. Like, but sometimes
3: it's out of work, out of like work obligations. Sometimes we just get to it and we're like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, happy anniversary.
0: So I got him a Christmas shirt because he's helped me grow my collection. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to help him grow his collection. And then I got him a Santa mug that is representative of him. It's brown. I found a good in-between. <laughs> I always struggle finding the in-between. There's usually like white yeah. Santa and like black Santa. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's really hard to find like the in-between. I found an in-between. Yep. It's still a little darker than Tim's complexion. <laughs> but... so that it's was the middle the- ground. Yeah. yeah. It's the middle mm-hmm. ground between what was available.
3: Mm-hmm. And what does the shirt say? Um... It's, it's from Christmas it's, Vacation. It's
0: about uh what is the exact? I'm blanking right it's now, but it's the about lights, the lights being When the
3: lights are all not and it's something like, "Oh, there seems like there's a little knot in there." Yeah. And it's like a giant ball. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: okay, so mine sucks comparatively. No, it okay, sucks. But go ahead.
3: <laughs> we love white Christmas, and there's a pretty good, pretty big place here in Arizona called the Arizona Broadway Theater, and they do like dinner shows. And this year, they're doing uh, White Christmas. So I got tickets to the theater. Yeah,
0: and you he, he have to say it like that. The theater. The theater. So I wish be... I could find
3: you, like, mini opera glasses on a stick because I would have gotten you those. But I And can't. I
0: need to wear gloves, and I need to, like, lightly clap, very lightly, <laughs> like, you know, into my palm, just, like, the tips yeah. of my fingers into my palm. And I need to sit up very straight. <laughs>
3: When you were doing that, I just imagined Prince John from Robin Hood. Bravo! <laughs> bravo!
0: I'll be like, do they allow me here? I'll be like, am I, am I allowed in here? Like, I say fuck a lot. Is that fine?
3: <laughs> the theater. I've
0: only been there once, and it wasn't for theater. It was for an awards thing for, like, mm-hmm. one of my previous bosses. I've never actually been to a show, but yep. just that they rented out the space for an awards.
3: Mm-hmm. I've never been there.
0: So that was our... Uh... I guess that's enough about holidays. I just thought I'd give people because actually, it um, a lot of people asked about it when I asked for Q and A questions, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was kind of planning on talking about it anyway. So I felt like that kind of answered the questions without yeah. including it in Q
3: and
0: I mean, isn't that how I'm everyone sorry. says it?
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to say it that way every time.
0: I will say though, <laughs> real quick. I okay so normally I'm the person that like I asked him like do you have your outfit picked out for like a holiday he'll like no like I've had my outfit picked out for our Christmas party since July mm-hmm. Tim has his picked out already
3: for the holiday party yeah mm-hmm.
0: so I just want to say that you were um you're ahead of the you're ahead of the game too you had it picked out like two months ago
3: I'm trying to be an adult
0: yep all right you ready for the official state of the pod I'm ready So season three was a big season of growth for us. I very specifically remember us sitting at a sushi restaurant while we Mm -hmm. worked on our bingo boards for the episodes.
3: I've been thinking about that sushi restaurant actually.
0: (laughs) Um, And we we also had a kind of sort of like podcast specific dreams and goals bingo board that I just kind of like had for us specifically that I didn't ever share. And I, I remember us being around 325,000 plays at the time. So we figured at that point a lofty goal was to about-ish double that number and made a bingo square of 700,000 plays. Mm-hmm. Thinking like, well, it took us two seasons right, to get to that number. And I remember when I was like, should we make the goal a million? And you're like, oh, I don't think so. I think that's a little like out there. you know. <laughs> so yeah. we we're like, okay, 700,000. And as of right now, we're at three point one million plays. Crazy. <laughs> so and we were just like, is seven hundred is a, we thought a million was way too crazy. Mm-hmm. So we're like seven hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh because we're like in this season, like what did we think could happen? What's like possible? And then mm-hmm. here we are at three point one million.
3: <laughs> yeah. How that grew.
0: <laughs> yeah. And um early in the season we spent about like three months or maybe it was two and a half, somewhere between two and a half, three months. In the top ten in um TV and film on Spotify,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I remember I was telling you guys like, oh my god, we made it to number four. We were, and then we made it to number three. So we peaked at number three, as far as I know. And then you know, we like made our like after those few months, like you know, we kind of were trickling down and we fell our way down. And then eventually we fell off the top fifty completely. Mm-hmm. So I stopped checking. But randomly today, I decided to like I haven't looked in a really long time because I was just like, okay. You know, mm. whatever. Today I randomly looked, we're number four again. Really? Yes. Wow. And I was fucking shocked because I di- I honestly didn't think we'd make it back. Like, I was really happy that it just, like, happened. And I expected it that I was like, this is this nice one place in time mm-hmm. to look back on. That's cool. So to check back in today and then see us at number four, I was fucking shocked.
3: Because oh. we were behind, or we were in front of, like, people that were doing watch podcasts of their own shows shows. um this is when a lot of like the vanderpump rules stuff was going on so it's like a lot of those were kind of like up in it you know in like the top 10 so
0: and the funny part is though like because i haven't checked in such a long time all the other surrounding ones like the number one two threes and Mm. even the ones like are immediately around us, even below are ones that I'm like, what podcast is that? Like, which goes <laughs> to show how much it does. Ju- like you do just like, th- right. but that's exactly what I expected. I'm like, mm-hmm. it was a point in time you peak at this moment and then it yeah. kind of goes away. And then here's this whole new other set of podcasts that are leading the pack, wh- yeah. which is what I thought. I was just like, things hit their little peak, their little stride there. And then, you know, so I just really thought it was like this, like one time deal. So then to check randomly today, only because I was writing these down
2: yeah
1: and
0: then be like holy fuck we're at number four and we're surrounded by a bunch of podcasts i've never even fucking heard of because i haven't (laughs) even been looking you know right so that was crazy i wasn't expecting that because i just thought because i was like we fell off and it's fine like you know and i was like we did our thing and cool we had a good run that was an exciting moment it's
2: funny
0: and i thought it was over Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just didn't think we would um i don't know i wouldn't have never have imagined that we'd
3: get back up there
0: you know and i never imagined that we'd hit three million play like i just none of this i imagined at all um so that's just a way of saying giving ourselves you know it's 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 an honor to like have that many people listen and you Mm -hmm. know do and also just a thank you to you guys for getting us there so thank you
3: and listening to us banter on
0: babble week after (laughs) week week, babble and babble yeah. So in season three, content-wise, we covered a lot of like big ground. We had shiny happy people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We had Ginger's book. <laughs> Not very big ground, but <laughs> I technically that came out during season two, and I just didn't cover it. It took me That's until funny. it took me until season three to finally cover it. Yeah. But we had shiny happy people, and then we had Jill's book. So mm-hmm. a lot of very momentous and like current type stuff happened during this right. season. And then, of course, we had lots of other digs, too. So this season consisted of 28 episodes and mm-hmm. 26 digs. Because for those two specials, you know, we didn't. We're dig <laughs> So I gave Tim a list of the digs that we covered this season. Mm-hmm. And now I want to know what your favorite one was. Or, or at least a couple, because I know picking one might be hard. But
3: I think for the... For the recency of it, I think everything that had to do with um, Jill's book was probably my favorite, only because I also, I read that book too. Yeah. So I felt like I had more... Connection. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm comic relief when it comes to like the dig part, just because I, I don't do anything on that. And I did make a joke that I should do a dig at one point instead of you just mm-hmm. cuz i think it would be funny to watch you squirm hearing somebody else doing it um but like i liked the fact that i participated in that and there was there was a lot that i feel like i gave more to it yeah and then
0: what what week will you have <clears throat> uh the the 20 something hours i put in <laughs> i'll have to do it after work
3: yeah so um, that one and I think the dolly, like the dolly one was good. That feels like that was so long ago. Yeah. But like it, the it dolly does. and the Barbie one. Both of those were probably my
0: I thought you were gonna say the toy one. If I had to guess, I thought you were mm-hmm. gonna say that episode is one of your tops.
3: It was just so like ridiculous. Like yeah. that I think that's what kind of made that one not as memorable was just the fact that like it was absolutely ridiculous both. And the fact that you read both of those books is crazy, you know? Yeah. So what about you? What do you feel like is one that you like really enjoyed?
0: Um, I love the Dolly just because I love Dolly. (laughs) I also liked doing Jill. So I've got a lot of that in common with you, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think that, and I think some other questions might cover some of the other ones as well. Yeah. But, um, I liked some of the, I don't know if they're other people's favorites, but I liked some of the ones, like the character stuff. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the, my season opener of the 1980 scandal, I liked that one. Yeah. And like the Tony stuff. Like I liked those. Yeah.
3: The agent.
0: The agent. Um, and This is just kind of random and I might be putting you on the spot a little bit since you're we're prepared for this, but I guess that's kind of this is like my personal Q and A, I guess. Okay. Does anything stand out to you from the actual show season, not like the digs, but like the actual shows? Like, um, like I'm just gonna say, for example, uh, so just so give you some time to think. Like for me, something that kind of stands out is like, so Hanny became our girl back in season two mm-hmm. because. That's how she ended up on the season three bingo board is because she'd or- we'd already been like, okay, this is going somewhere. You right. know what I mean? But um, I think it just stood out to me how much she, like, she that girl carries this damn show. You know, her <laughs> and Jackson. And and I remember them having a funny and sweet relationship from my first go around. Mm-hmm. But I just had forgotten kind of just like how prevalent it was, you know? Right. So to me, that's like an example of something that stands out in season three to me. Mm. Was there anything about this season that uh, stood out to you?
3: I think you saw a stark change in how many talking heads that they started to give the kids. Because I think they realized that the the appeal of this show, as much as Jim Bob might not agree with this, the appeal of the show was you kind of watching all of the kids and then Mm -hmm. watching them do stuff. Not eat. We're not creepy, but um, (laughs) we're not Terry. (laughs) (laughs) But that was where the real appeal came from, and I think there was you were starting to see the change in like there might be some potentially problematic things. So we're gonna try to focus as much on the kids as we could. That's where you started getting the like four person, um, you know, the quad talking head, yeah, yeah. And, and I think the other thing you saw, especially in that, was also the kind of like three-tier cast system of children that exist in this family.
0: <laughs> yes, you're Be- right. That totally stood out even more this season. Yeah, because
3: yeah. you have the older ones that are the workers, and then you have the really young ones that can't really do much for themselves, but they're adorable. And then you have all of the lost children in the middle. And I even debate to say that, like, Joy's kind of part of that group, too, where she's kind of in. Yeah,
0: definitely. She definitely is.
3: So you could see how they utilize a lot of the different kids in the show because it's like, okay, when you need a funny human heartfelt moment, you would show the little kids. And then when you needed to see the craziness of their life, you would see all the lost boys and, like, that generation. And then when you needed to show the day-to-day, like, work that they did, you would watch the older girls, you know
0: i absolutely and i think what is interesting is to specific to talking heads is to see how it changes from season to season do you remember when just when we used to joke that josiah carried the show on his back oh yeah because he did so many talking heads Mm -hmm. he did he it was limited this season yeah it was heavy on the hanny and the jacksons and the Mm -hmm. jasons and the you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like uh, and the jamesy bugs like they it's like they you can see the crew seeing like oh who is gonna give us oh and joy um no um joy anna Mm -hmm. joy had a had a decent amount of talking heads this season too so it's funny to be like i mean because i just watched the show before of course i'm not picking it apart the way i am this time this go around is very different so i am curious to see as the season like seasons go on like when do we start hearing from this person? And when do right. we start hearing? But it's like you can tell that they're like, oh, you're good TV. You're going to get. Mm-hmm. Like, James, you're kind of creepy. You're going to get some talking heads. <laughs> like, Hanny and Jackson, you're hilarious. You're getting talking heads. Joy, you kind of say stuff without realizing you're fucking saying stuff. Mm-hmm you're going to get a talking <laughs> right. you know. So it is kind of funny to watch that evolution. It's like Josiah kind of went away because at first he seemed like he had the the talent and then now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he's kind of fucking old news in season yeah. three.
3: <laughs> Lost that it factor. Right. And you see that reflected in regular TV as well, like scripted television too, where they're like, once you, once you realize like one of the characters is like the hotness, that's where you lean and then the storylines start going that way. I always think about it with like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when they figured out that like will was like a superstar at this point they were like okay that's going to be our focus in mash hawkeye was never really supposed to be the main character it was more ensemble and then they realized that like oh he's he's the guy you know what i mean yeah so
0: yeah um another thing that kind of stood out to me was all of the jason stuff i don't remember like <laughs> i don't have very, like specific memories of him being as feral as he is 'Cause he was the one like gnawing on the fucking The crutch. crutch. He was the one making relish. He's the one calling (laughs) out fucking Jed left and right. So I don't have I didn't have very specific memories of that, so I think that was kinda funny. Um my last question before we move into the next thing, just um is besides Hanny, because that's a given So besides our girl, do you take any particular notice or affection to someone?
3: I don't think I think she's definitely my favorite um i don't I don't really think so honestly. The only attention that I've started to pay a lot more to is the fact that jana doesn't say anything
0: i oh i thought i I thought you had an answer I was guessing in my head what I thought you'd say, and it's like not...
3: like she never they never let her talk or anything because she has to be the actual mom of the entire brood. You know what I mean? Because she's the oldest girl, so it's like, of course, she doesn't have time to be in Talking Heads. She's busy. (laughs) She's shit to do. She's got
0: a fucking household to run and kids to raise. (laughs) Yeah, she's not time for this Talking Head shit. While Michelle's in all of hers, she's taking care of the family.
3: Yeah, like I wish there was a way for us to get, at the moment, like behind the scenes Talking Heads of her, like as things were going on. Yeah. When's her book coming out?
0: dude i would love it good <laughs> god um i thought when i so with my question being besides hanny is there anyone you took particular affection to i thought you'd say jill
3: yeah i mean that one's there but i feel like because you were
0: the one who who's been like jill lover like so i thought you'd I feel be like, like oh yeah just, i love jill like i thought you'd say that
3: i feel like she's just she has an asterisk honor because of the recency of her book and like us reading a lot of those things i feel like you're like oh yeah that's the one you know what i mean the fact that she was in the documentary and the book came out and you were you know i feel like that one's kind of a given
0: and i well i also thought paired with like her dweebiness that we enjoy that you would say her so just interesting i i do i i ask questions i kind of guess what i think you're gonna say and you're still surprising me honey
3: there it is
0: so nobody besides hanny yep pretty much that's it okay got it All right, now, are you ready to talk bingo?
3: (laughs) Of course I'm ready to talk bingo.
0: Of course you are. (laughs) So, we're not going to sit here and hash out 24 squares of bingo in this very moment. Mm -hmm. But I figured we could at least decide on a few things. So, like I talked about before, cell phone belt clip. I Here's the thing. It was almost every episode. Yep. To me, that is the sign of times to retire.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, do you agree or no?
3: I do. Well, but I offer an alternative.
0: We'll get there real, real quick.
3: Okay.
0: Um, I do feel like it's kind of officially on every digger's bingo board of life. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's. Gra- I feel like it's graduated. <laughs> like it goes from this to like the bingo board of life. Okay. Um, I love that people have been sending us their sightings of them in the wild. <laughs> um, even had a listener send us a Paul Frank cell phone belt clip case that they found <laughs> at a thrift store. Listener Madison, um, uh, epic. That was really funny. <laughs> I was like, "What?" T-? I'm like, "When worlds collide, my God! When you know when references collide." So, the idea of the bingo board, of course, is that we don't want things that are impossible to get. But we also don't want things that are going to be super easy. Like, you don't want to do a girl in a skirt, you know, (laughs) for example. (laughs) Um, So, with the bingo, would you like to give your alternative? Because I know where you're getting at.
3: Yeah. And this actually came from... Um, a comment on our Instagram post where it was said, "Why don't we use that as the center of space?" Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a free space, so there is that chance that you're not going to fill it out. Well, it is a free least, space. Because the the way that I look at it is like it it is. I like the idea as it as the free space.
0: So you no, know, so it is the free space. So it, it never counts toward a bingo, mm-hmm. but it's still a way for us to track it without being like. It's officially being tracked. Yeah. yeah. So I did think that that was a good suggestion. And then a lot of people chimed in that they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So Mm -hmm. going forward, season four.
3: Picture of a belt, killer.
0: Yeah. So it'll be fun because then we can sort of track it. But it's not like it's not actually contributing to an actual bingo. Mm -hmm. So it's like an honorary bingo square. I just dropped my board.
3: (laughs) You know what I will say about my utter domination of bingo this season Hmm is I thought we were going to talk about what I would get for for winning the season. Um, But then also, all three of my bingos were exactly the same.
0: That's interesting.
3: All three of them were. Were the same configuration every time? Every single time. And it was vertical right down the middle. It was phone belt clip, adoring gaze, matching clothing, Joseph or JD speak that's my center line vertical so
0: that was the that was the bingo
3: you know what's even funnier about all of it what was when you and i were you and i switched for a while i think for what two weeks we switched and i played your board and you played mine when you were like never mind i'm just going to use my own i got a bingo that week (laughs) So if you would have I, held on to it, like I, you would switch.
0: So that was really the board of the season, <laughs> like officially the board. And just while we're at it here, I just want to mention, and I talked about this in a previous episode, but just to make it clear, we were getting we were dwindling down on the episode. I'm like, I don't give a fuck to remake boards at this point. Like I just don't care. Um, <laughs> but for going forward in season four, once we figure out our actual squares, the way I'm going to work it is from the very beginning, I'm going to make multiple configurations. And then randomly every week, like blind, just like pick from the pile. We're going to pick a board. Mm-hmm. So you won't have the same board every week. It'll be random. And so that'll that'll make it interesting. I do, and I actually, once it hit the point where like this season, I actually kind of thought it was funny to go a whole season with the same board just to see how it would play out. And we saw how it played out. Yes, we did. Total domination on Tim's end. So, you know, I'm good with both. I'm good with the season where we stuck with boards. And then, I'm like, next season, we'll we'll switch it up. It evolves. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, we're not going to go through every single square here. But I did think that we should discuss a few key factors. Mm -hmm. See where we land. I think that we should keep some squares um, completely as is. Do you oppose that?
3: No. I'm and open to anything, FYI.
0: I'm thinking some squares keep, and then others slightly update, and then others completely change. Agree. So I kind of uh, posed this question last week. What do you think of taking JD or Joseph speak to Jana speaks, especially considering how you said you've taken notice to Jana's lack yeah. of...
3: I think she said things like three times this season.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, for example, I kind of feel like Pickle should always be a square
3: yeah so not the free space
0: not the well it wasn't the. we just had it as a picture in this free space but we actually had a pickle square remember mm-hmm. yeah so i'm yeah, saying that's true i'm saying keep pickles as a square it was just a picture to put in the middle that i used that's
3: true and now we can put a bell clip
0: yeah so um i'm thinking about pickles just because we so relate it to them mm-hmm. like i kind of feel like that should stay agree i, I and the hard part is, is as I go through it, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to keep that one. Oh, I kind of want to keep that one, but like, is there any that you look at this and you're like, yes, I want to keep it?
3: Um, I feel like we never got. I mean, we I think we have to keep our girl Johanna. You think so? I think they've skewed so far away from uh from Josh that I think Pescom Pes needs to come off. Yeah, I agree. Because you could tell, you could tell they were like, "Yeah, we're 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 good without that, that in this show." Um, I'm okay and, with
0: just getting rid of it anyway, whether they kept it or not. You know? <laughs>
3: yeah, you can also see the same thing with famey. They haven't really included in yeah, anything. I'm I think over that. that, needs that to come any- off. Yeah,
0: I'm over that. Like, what do you feel like about adoring gaze?
3: I feel like it happens a lot because that's such a tenet of like IBLP that maybe we take it off. Take of there. that
0: off, okay? What about group singing?
3: See, group singing happened a lot in the beginning, and then now it's not. So do you think like, you keep
0: it as a novelty or get rid of it?
3: I think we get rid of it. Get rid of it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, ginger face.
3: See, I feel like ginger face hasn't happened in a while.
0: But I almost feel like... so. But I, it makes me kind of want to keep... The free
3: ginger keep... parts are coming up pretty soon, or is what? it mostly in these seasons?
0: I, I can't tell. It. Free... What do you mean?
3: You know, the whole free ginger yeah, that, thing I mean, like... the
0: actual website started years down the road, mm-hmm. but like... So are you against keeping Ginger Face or no?
3: I don't care. Take it off. Um, we'll pick something new.
0: Okay, take it off. Yeah, really. We'll pick something new. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Doctor's visit. I think we can get get rid of that. I think Ah. so.
3: That'll be in a lot.
0: That I'm just gonna say off the top. It's gonna be in a lot of episodes coming up.
3: (laughs) Yeah, then let's. I'd rather get something that's more interesting anyway. Hairspray. Hairspray is funny because they were showing it a lot, but once again, now that they're kind of pushing the kids, you see it less because it was kind of making. But fun so of... do
0: you say keep or go?
3: <sighs> I think it depends on what we replace it with.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So maybe I should stop going through all of these, but like, but like, I'm kind of like, like there. I feel like I'm sort of attached to "By You Save the Difference." Oddly, yeah, you agree. know what I mean? Like, Same I feel thing like that's Doug a mainstay. Explaining. Like, there's just like certain stuff. I'm like, I feel like that's sort of like a. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like do you keep boo past a parent because it's so rare <laughs> like you know what I mean it would yeah. feel like an epic bingo square I don't know I feel like it gets complicated because like some of them like get rid of I feel like we can get rid of Bates we had a season of Bates it's mm-hmm. fine um Squisper never happened Yeah I feel like we can get rid of it um inappropriate attire i'm like oh I could kinda, funny i could kind of keep it mm-hmm. diligence i can get rid of mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's like what about matching clothing i feel like i can get rid of it or mm. what do you think
3: i think you can get rid of it yeah
0: so anyways i just kind of want to rapid fire go through some stuff but mm-hmm. i think we'll do the same thing that we did l- last time so we'll kind of take notes of what we talked about just now. Mm-hmm. And then, so like what we did last time is we had like probably like half the squares like kind of decided on.
2: Yeah.
1: And
0: then we took it to social media and we got ideas. And yeah. then we not only filled in those missing spaces, but then some of them were like, oh, we'll use this instead I of like what this was better, better yeah. than what mm-hmm. we had. So I think that's what we'll do. So if you want to weigh in on the bingo board, um, Keep an eye on our Instagram and our break in between, mm-hmm. and we will be finalizing season four. But I just kind of wanted to get a feel right here between us, like, mm-hmm. what, we're th- what we're thinking. Yeah. So Tim and I will reconvene and, you know, decide what mm-hmm. we talked about, and then...
3: And figure out what my trophy's going to look like. Because <sighs> that was pretty good. Three.
0: Fucking domination. <laughs> Ugh. You know, I... I, I would like, nothing. I would like to point something out. It was in a question, but I'm going to include it here instead okay. of the Q&A portion. We had someone that said um, that, oh, it was a digger named, let's, oh, let me find it, sorry, a digger named Shandy who asked the question, what do we collectively do when Whitney finally <laughs> wins bingo? <laughs> and they said, ooh, send her ornaments for Christmas, which I mean, I'm fine <laughs> with that too. But I, mm. I will tell you what I want from you, Timothy. If I ever get a bingo, I want a fucking cake. I want you to have to tell the bakery, congratulations on winning bingo. I want a cake.
3: Okay. I get to choose the message on said cake, so I'm okay with it.
0: But that's what I want. I want a congratulatory cake.
3: Okay. Oh, cake.
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, I would love some like some dancing, some jiggling, some dancing, some jumping for joy. Make take a shot for me of tequila on your end, <laughs> or you know, whatever drink of choice, even if it's water. Take a shot of your crystal light. But um, you know, if I ever win, I just hope uh you digger celebrate me because he's um dominated, and I'd like a little, little of that.
3: I just imagine the music I need to input. It'll be like from a celebration, and at the end of like a like a sporting event, and I'll be playing. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. what, what in the what,
0: back, <laughs> yep. That's kind of it's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm up for any any and all celebrations of me winning bingo, whatever that may look like. <laughs> you let me know what works for you guys.
3: Then your bingo hands go up.
0: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> So now we are moving on to the Q&A portion of the State of the Pod.
1: Okay.
0: Got lots of questions. Thank you all. Um, Wish we could get to them all, but obviously we can't get to every single one, but we appreciate everything you've sent in. So I'm going to start with the intro, for reals for reals, the actual intro to our show, (laughs) because a lot of people asked about the clips in the intro music, Mm -hmm. and it's funny because I think even this itself... um, proves the growth we've seen in season three (laughs) because i'd say during seasons one and two the vast majority like 90 something percent of our listeners were veteran snarkers agree so we never really got asked about this (laughs) the first couple seasons because they knew Mm -hmm. um now we get asked this a lot but i think that's because now we have a lot more people who either didn't watch the show at all or watched it back in the day but didn't keep up with it or haven't been a part of like the snark sphere all these years we have people who started listening because they watched shiny happy people Mm -hmm. or spotify randomly suggested it to them Mm -hmm. which i think it's funny when i hear from people who are like i'm not sure why i'm listening to a podcast about a show i never watched about a family i never followed but here i am like you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny but I think it's really cool that we're starting to get an audience outside of the veteran snark sphere. Right. And I think that's awesome. Um, I really only ever expected. I'm like, oh, the same people who've been following this shit for years are going <laughs> to be our listeners. So it is funny to like have this
3: new demographic. New de- yeah, yeah.
0: So it's, it's interesting. So to explain the clips, um, they're all from the show. I actually cracked up when I saw a comment that they're like, I thought one was Chris Rock. and No, <laughs> they're all from the show. So the beginning is Michelle calling 911 when Jessa is hemorrhaging after birth. Mm -hmm. Um, One that we've talked about in the show is Pest saying, well, we are from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. When he goes on the double date. When he he and um, Anna go on uh, the date and then their chaperones are John David and Jana. So he's like, well, we are from Arkansas. Um, At least I have a husband is... Anna upcoming. Um, the rapping is Jessa's husband, Bin. Um, that's bin Seawald rapping. So I think that's it, right? That's all the clips? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyways, they're all from the show. So that's what the, the clips are. Um let's see. Okay, so the next question was one that got asked multiple times in slightly different ways. But the gist being what we plan to do when we run out of episodes, will we continue to do just digs? No, we won't ever continue to do just digs. Mm -hmm. We will only keep going as far as the episodes go. But with that said, we have an assload of episodes (laughs) to go between the rest of Kids and Counting Seasons and Counting On Seasons as well. So we have... Literal years.
3: We won't be there for a, We've oh, got a little bit.
0: Literal years. <laughs> Which is why it's fine that my dig list is at 159 today. Like <laughs> literal years. After that, I mean I can't totally speak for years down the road. But as of now, after that the plan is to then move on to an entirely different show. So it would technically be a totally different podcast. Mm-hmm. We have a long ways to go before then, so not something we have to worry about for quite a while. But lots of questions about that. Another question asked by several people was about guests and doing collaborations. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Interviewing. Anyways, well, let's start with this. I've said it before, but it it keeps getting... um, We get asked it a lot. I'm never opposed to the idea of guests. It's just so far off from our capabilities right now that it's not something i like put a lot into thought into you know
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: it's not something i'm like oh no i never want to have a guest but i don't think that will ever be the heart of the show right i don't think that's like the you know like Mm -hmm. i don't think that'll ever be like a a norm i could see it being a one-off thing here and there yeah um i think there's a lot of podcasts that that's what they're geared towards and i think that's great that's not our day you know that's not our week-to-week gear but just our situation right now, like, I can't even imagine that right now.
3: <laughs> and I think part of, one of the things to remember is that it's, everything here is homebrew. So it came from a lot of trial and error when it came to technology. I had to buy a new laptop like a month and a half ago. And it's like, then it was trying to figure out those things. Because, by the way, my old laptop was nine years old, which is unheard of for any piece of modern technology, especially a computer. And because I looked at yeah nine years ago, we got that computer. So trying to transfer over to a newer computer system was was a little rough. And you know, so we're kind of making it up as we go. I have a couple ideas of some things I wanted to try, kind of moving into the next season. But part of it is technology too. Like it would take research for us to be like, okay, how do we get how do we get it on Zoom and how do you know?
0: I'm not even worried about that. I'm talking about our fucking schedules. Yeah, it is hard enough as two people who are married and live together in the same fucking house to get this week yeah. to week, it is a miracle sometimes that this even comes out weekly yep. that I'm like, I cannot imagine trying to schedule with other people because like people can't, we already have a hard enough time working around our schedules. Mm-hmm. I can't be like, <laughs> like us just being able to schedule. So like we're recording at like nine ten o'clock our time. It's like, are you okay with 1 a.m. your time? Like it's just, <laughs> it doesn't, and you'd think, oh, yeah. well you just scheduled ahead of time. That's not how we have our slated what we're trying to do and then that moves because mm-hmm. of schedules and work yeah. and things like that so it's just so far away like we're not in a solid enough like schedule where it's like we we have other jobs so we can't just be like this isn't our main thing where it's like yep we can we can work whenever you need us whenever you need to record we can do it it's no oh, that's like the dream though. we got to do it in <laughs> yeah so it's like we just don't so i'm not even worried about the fucking technology part we figure that shit out mm-hmm. but it's just like we're just not in a place to tell other people how do you feel about randomly recording on a tuesday night at 1 a.m your time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, it just doesn't yeah. work and when things have to fucking switch and we normally record at night and we're suddenly doing it seven thirty in the morning before mm-hmm. he goes to work because of the night before it didn't work it's just it's too crazy that like I can't even imagine that right now. (laughs) And then um, a lot of people on that same um, vein were just like, do you like about interviewing a Duggar? I think that's fine. I actually don't have a huge urge to like interview a (laughs) Duggar. I think that's probably like assumed or think, oh, that would be like a big fish or like whatever. And it, I mean, it would be, that was cool. But I think that I just come from a place of like, I'm not going to name specifics, but I know I've listened to some podcasts where they've talked about a subject for a really long time. And then Mm -hmm. when they get super involved, I feel like their stuff shifts. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I kind of, I don't want to get too close Mm -hmm. in a weird way. Um, I don't want to say I would never do it because I, I, I don't live in a place of nevers and absolutes. I'm just saying that I would want it to be from a place where I feel like I could still be completely honest yeah and then not suddenly act like i haven't been talking shit about your father for 70 (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't want to act like i haven't been sitting here saying that your mom and dad fucking suck like and i think that would that's why i'm like i don't think any of them would want to be on our podcast i don't think they would want to be on ours as much as i probably would want to be like let's act like i haven't been saying this for 75 fucking episodes (laughs) I've just heard it described as, like, getting too close to the poop, which is just, like, getting too close to your subject, you know what I mean, in a way? And I just mean that in a way of, like, not calling them actual poop. Um, I've just seen it referred to as that. But just, like, trying to keep it authentic where I don't want it to suddenly be, like oh i'm just like acting like none of this ever happened and i'm just like licking ass and like you know yeah I, as if i felt like it was something where we could have an honest conversation and it would be like yep we've said all of this this whole time and you're okay with this going forward that would be different you know yeah. but i just just want to make sure it's authentic yeah. and i just don't know that that would work on their end <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what i mean yeah so just an interesting topic um so Sydney asked uh, if there was something that you would tell your younger selves, 21 years old or so, what would that be and why?
3: Do you want me to go first? Go ahead. I think, I think that as I, I've reached the point in my life where I don't really pay much attention to other people's opinions. Of myself or the choices I make or I make my decisions for different reasons and I think that was one thing I wish I could have gotten to sooner and be okay with kind of the person that I am which changes like that's something that I feel like as a younger person you start thinking like oh what kind of person I am like this is who will always be and you know what I mean there's there's a lot of that as you get older and and you start to think about the fact that like who you are changes every single day Yeah, and being okay with the fact that like, I'm unhappy with this aspect of myself right now. Let's do something about it. Or, you know, those things are okay. And those things are normal. And there's a facade of like, everything needs to be perfect. Or I at least need to be telling, pushing out a message that everything's perfect that I wish I could have gotten over faster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's sort of similar in that like i I feel like I sort of little little sistered myself for some years, not that my my sisters didn't do it to me, but being the youngest of four, and my I'm the sister I'm closest to is my oldest sister, so we're twelve <laughs> years apart, so I think with that came like some comparison or feeling like I was fucking failing or mm-hmm. just feeling like I didn't have shit figured out, you know, or like whatever. I just would tell my younger self that's like you'll figure out everything you think you'll figure it out it'll come like mm-hmm. i was like 28 years old when i was like i think i just
3: <laughs> i think figured, i just got my I shit i think i together. just figured
0: myself out like i think <laughs> and by get by getting my shit you know my shit together doesn't mean i actually have my shit together i don't know <laughs> if anybody ever actually fully has no. their shit together or knows what the fuck is going on but i mean it in the sense of coming to like a full understanding of like myself and like Mm -hmm. who i am as a person and like standing on my own stuff Mm -hmm. and i because i was never the type of person to just blindly go along go with the flow and and go with it obviously Mm -hmm. i didn't do that with my parents i was resistant to a lot of things not even just religion but i was just you know there's a lot of things that i was like no this doesn't work (laughs) to me so it wasn't that i was just this like
3: follower yeah
0: follower and it wasn't when i say find myself it's not like i was like floundering and then like who am i what am Mm -hmm. i doing it wasn't like that but i just remember i was probably about 28 like those years from 28 to 30 were like pivotal years for me where Mm -hmm. i was like oh this is who this is who i am yeah and this is what i think not at all and and I'd given up a lot of stuff, like I said, that like I didn't subscribe to from my upbringing. Right. But even people that I still respect to this day as like pivotal people in my life, I do think that there are small parts of them that I kind of clung to as like a little bit of like, oh, yeah, that's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. And then I got older and I was like, no, it's not the way for me. You know?
1: Yeah. But I think I, it's
0: just hitting that. I like, wish I could just tell my younger self like one day you'll figure it all out without anybody else's inputs
3: yeah and i think i think it's hard to differentiate as a younger person like looking at somebody's life and being like i really like this the way that they do this one piece and then just being envious of their life or being like man their life is so much in a better spot than mine is and i i I think i kind of learned that like it's not envying because everybody has shit And nobody understands unless you're in it with them or they share those things. You know what I mean? So it's like as much as somebody else's sitch may look really perfect from the outside, there's always something. There's always nothing is perfect. So it's that idea that like I can look because I look at things now and I'll look at a person and be like, wow, the way that they organize themselves on this part of their life. I really like that but instead of going man I wish I had that now I go would I be able to have that similar mindset when it comes to me mm-hmm. you know and I've brought it up on here before like I'm I'm ve- I'm a very particular way when it comes to like leading people and usually it's a little bit more aloof than you're used to from people in my industry and I always told myself for a long time like one of these days I'm going to I'm going to stop playing video games with some of my employees online and I'm going to stop reading comic books or um, I'm going to be serious and I'm going to do nothing but read industry books. And, you know, and I was like, that's one of these days I'll become like a serious chef. And then I realized as I get older, that's absolutely asinine to think that like those things don't make up the person that I am. Yeah. And you can do all of those things. And you can be into Pokemon and still be a really good chef. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So Buzzly asked, um, which, by the way, they are a good artist. They're a great artist. Mm-hmm. They've done some stuff for us. And give them a follow. That's their Instagram handle, Buzzly. But they asked, out of all the Duggar dishes we've seen these past three seasons... Which has been the most egregious assaults on the art of cooking? Also, um, oh, there, that's, you guys enjoy your break. It's such a treat for you guys to have been giving us weekly content that's so well researched. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, what has been the most egregious assaults on the art of cooking to you the last three seasons, Tim?
3: See, I was going to say barbecue tuna, but saying that that involved any sort of cooking is completely incorrect he literally put barbecue sauce on canned tuna and put it on bread like i don't feel like that's maybe that's preparing yes but it's not prepared yes. per- Yeah, they prepared yeah per- prepared preparing. um so i'm going to i'm going to say the Cassidy is
0: i have to say Cassidy. i seems like an obvious answer but it's is. Yeah. but there was zero texture <laughs> zero not even a not a light crisp on the <laughs> On the tortilla or tortilla, not even a light crisp, but also it didn't even look like they used, it looked like it had to have been like cream cheese or something because there was no stretch. So you didn't even get it. It wasn't
3: melted cheese.
0: No, it looked cold. You can feel (laughs) the temperature through the screen. It looked cold. So there was a temperature issue and uh, I didn't see any cheese pulling so I'm um, like leads me to believe that it was probably like canned chicken mixed with with cream like, cheese, cream cheese and salsa or something like that because it was like slightly pinkish.
3: It was a sadness I mean, pile on a cookie it, sheet.
0: It that is definitely the worst I've seen. <laughs> I'll fucking take barbecue tuna over these quesadillas. I would seriously.
3: Damn, I would uh, choose not to eat.
0: <laughs>
3: I feel give like give me a pickle. The thing about there had the- to be a pickle in that house. Just give me a pickle.
0: Oh, I mean, when they were at the Bates getting the Casadillas, there was a lot of pickles. So I think that was the worst. So for this next one, I'm combining two people's questions that touch on sort of the same theme. Caitlin asked, how has doing this podcast impacted your relationship with one another? And then TJ asked, I know how much work doing a podcast can be and the emotional state you're in dictates how the episode turns out. Has there been a time where you guys are like, we're not enjoying this, let's put this off? Or has there been a time where you guys aren't having the best couple day and put on a happier demeanor for the sake of the episode? I get it super personal, so I don't expect you guys to open up if you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. Do you like me to go or you? Go ahead. So on the the first question, how has this uh, podcast impacted your relationship? I don't think it's... You tell me, Tim. I don't think it's had any negative impact.
3: I don't think so either.
0: I feel like, if anything, it's neutral to good. Good because now we're sharing something together that we're both passionate about. So Mm -hmm. I would consider that a good impact. But on TJ's end of things where he's like, you know, has there been a time where you're not enjoying this or you're having a bad couple day? So in general, I think in something like this, sometimes there is going to be an inherent turning on and turning off Mm -hmm. but i think on our end a lot of time that and that's usually lands in the land of okay i'm really fucking tired (laughs) but like finding the energy to like pull through Mm -hmm. it's more so tim getting home from a long ass day and we're doing this at night or we're waking up early to do it before he goes Or for me, it's like trying to act like I wasn't just working on this for 12 hours straight and printed it 30 minutes ago. And now I got to just like push through. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? So I feel like the bigger like end of where it's like putting on like a demeanor might be more so in just trying to act like we're not like tired or something. Mm -hmm. But I will say, and I don't know if you agree or not. Even if we start it tired, I feel like as we start talking, that just kind of wears off because the the momentum you build of just talking about it yeah that stuff kind of just gets like pushed aside and then you're like okay no it's fine we're fine you know
3: like i i make the reference to i worked um for two different companies that fed firefighters out in the middle of nowhere we had government contracts and they would call us and be like hey can you be in this place by wednesday dinner and we'd say, sure, if it was safe for us to drive, you know, that long for that many hours and how many drivers we had. And we would, um, you know, drive usually about six to eight hours to whatever place has, you know, this fire. We would set up a with a food delivery company that was around there to drop us off a truck that had all the food we needed. And usually we would drive that chunk of time land at the zone and we would have to set up all of our cooking equipment because it was all in trucks but it's like we would have to set everything up we'd have to set up water we'd have to set up drainage we'd have to set up electricity we'd have to pull the food off the other truck so it was all these crazy things and I always think about the fact that my first shift in San Bernardino was 31 hours and that's not that's counting a drive that was like three hours so i literally worked like a 27 hour shift 27 ish hour shift and in that same vein like the second that i was on a task and i was doing stuff i was good to go the second i had a chance to like take a breather then my body kind of went Phew. so that kind of is how this feels too like even if i'm tired once we get going we're good the second we stop i'm exhausted yeah, again. I know. i you know, feel like
0: sometimes we like stop hitting record and we're both like oh my god like yeah yeah, like it can so as far as like kind of like a change in demeanor i feel like usually that's like the okay like pump it's like pull it through pull it through through. and then it ends up being okay because the momentum of doing it is what propels us and it's not fake or anything like that but specific to tj's question about like having like a bad couple day and things like that i don't feel like that's something we um have too much of a problem mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't feel like it's i can think of a specific where he was just when he says um oh, okay we're not feeling this like let's do this another day there mm-hmm. was one specific night i can think of where like um we were just like talking about stuff and i was just we were it was like we're sitting down we had mics out and everything like that and i was just like i can't fucking do this and i was like we're going to have to do this another night <laughs> so mm-hmm. we ended up having to do the entire episode the next night because I was it was just a night where I'm like, I can't I can't do it. Like I can't yeah. pull it together. I can't try to act like this isn't bothering me right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope,. <laughs> like, so yes, that has happened, but one time that I can specifically think of.
3: yeah, And I think if I worked in an industry where it wasn't such a big question mark as to what time I was leaving every day, it would be different. Yeah. If it was like, hey, he gets out of work at three pm every day. I feel like that would be different. But when I got there at seven o'clock in the morning and I'm supposed to be getting out at three in the afternoon and then it becomes five and then at seven forty five I'm trying to get out of the building, that causes some problems.
0: Yeah. So um also Caitlin who asked the first part of that question, she says, Any good holiday cocktail suggestions? We're hosting Christmas Eve for my in-laws, and they are fans of whiskey, bourbon, and gin. I'd love to have something festive to share with them. Um, so good thing I actually <laughs> for my Halloween party that I did, mm. I just did a my the the themed cocktail for that was called a I called it a gin gin cider. Tim helped me come up with that name. I was trying, I was like double gin, and he was like gin gin. I'm like there you yep. go, gin gin cider because it is um gin ginger beer and apple cider and then i do a squeeze of lemon because it kind of cuts it kind of brightens everything a little bit Mm -hmm. so that's good but and the gin gin is because there's ginger and gin (laughs) it's very good but that one's also really good with bourbon as well (laughs) so that same Mm -hmm. version so it's funny that she said both bourbon and gin i'm like oh i have something that works for both of those so that's really good um also For gin, I like to do a lot of holiday drinks that are... um, I like to do like a cranberry pomegranate gin fizz. That's very good. Mm -hmm. Ginger... I feel like ginger beers are really good. Um, Just like background mixer to have at all times. You could also just use regular soda water. Mm -hmm. But like gin and a little bit of cranberry juice and a little shot of pomegranate and like some lime or something. Very good.
3: I also feel old fashions have become really passé but making an old fas- uh old, old fashioned, fashion making an old fashion um with like aged tequila is really good too mhm yeah
0: um Tim and I are going to be making a special specialty like cocktail list and recipes for our Christmas party so mm-hmm. maybe as we're coming up with some of those we'll share some of those recipes too mm-hmm. so so um after that last one before that one. Um, this seems like a good time to hit the question from Meredith, which is, how is it going at Tim's new restaurant? Is he actually getting a better work-life balance? I hope so. Also, how are things with your new job, Whitney? Bailey and Olive say hi to Mildred and want to recommend the True Brand's squeezable cat treats that they insist upon every morning. Oh, Mildred loves the squeezy. <laughs> she loves a go for cats.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Okay, so... This perfectly hits on why that night I was like, I can't record. Yep. And it was on the topic of Tim's new job and homework-life balance. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't think I've had the same days off since I started there ever. Um, And that was semi-regular at my last place, except for this weird period of like the first year where I felt like I had a consistent schedule. Um so it's just finding that and part of it was the time of year that I started. You know, we're in summer, we have less labor budget to play with, so now your managers are having to do jobs instead of managing, you know, it it happens, but um so no, it hasn't gotten any better. I feel like I feel like I'm trying to find equilibrium in Sometimes it looks like there's hope and sometimes there's not. And so I'm still working on it.
0: I, um, there are still, okay. Just to make it very clear, he still needed to leave his last job regardless. Oh yeah. That's a non-negotiable. There are still some things about this new job that are better in some ways. He's not having to put so much brain power into constantly coming up with these new events and new menus that, like, you know, so there's that, that like, he doesn't have to do, but there's still just like a fucking lot. And so the, the, the particular night where I talked about where I was like, I can't fucking record. Um, I found myself super fucking angry that night because when Tim started, the- I am a realist. Some would say pessimist. I say realist. <laughs> but, you know, having been in this industry myself, being married into it here's the thing chef life is fucking hard chef wife life is fucking hard it is a situation where it is hard on everybody involved Mm -hmm. so um i was so angry that night because i am such a realist and i really let myself believe and kind of be hopeful with the start of this job that like it might be different so when it wasn't turning out different and I was just like I hit a boiling point like that night where I was just I was fucking mad and I remember telling you I'm like I'm not mad at you I'm mad at this fucking situation I'm like it hasn't gotten fucking better like why like and having worked in it and been in it myself I get it but at the same time I'm also like why? why why when you've been there for 11 hours just fucking leave like I wish you could just fucking leave and then having this podcast where it's like something we do together and my way of one of the ways i make money you know i've been hustling throwing together a bunch of things and add money and things like that is how i've been making some money so then i'm like now it's not just me waiting around for you getting home it's actually mm-hmm. like cutting into how i make money for us to pay our bills so I, that night it just like hit the fucking fan where i was just like i had Where I was just like, I'm fucking sick of it. But I was more because I was mad because I'd had a little bit of hope. And then I felt like a fucking idiot for having hope, you know. Mm -hmm. So, it was, that was, that was a tough night. Um, But I will say, I remember something that, like, stuck out to me. So, one of Tim's bosses, unfortunately. He's really cool, but he's not Tim's direct boss. He's higher up the chain. Mm Mm-hmm. He was Tim's boss that he interviewed with, and Tim had a great interview with. Um, mm-hmm. They had a good conversation. I remember Tim telling me that, like, when he checked in, they were doing like a little checkup and checking in with Tim, seeing how he's doing. One of the things that he asked was, "Like, how's your wife doing?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm gonna get emotional because I feel like that's like that's someone who understands. Like, that's just a representation of someone who understands that it affects everyone involved.
3: Mm -hmm. and that place isn't the only thing that you have in your life yeah and i think that's kind of that other one is there's all sorts of memes and stuff going around of like why would you give your why would you let a place burn you out when they can literally just replace you in a second yeah like it's the understanding that this is not the only thing you have going on in your life
0: yeah and so like um uh, whether and i don't know his story so i don't know you know I'm like but that could come from someone who's been in this industry and had relationships and end over this or he's
3: divorced <laughs> and has a kid
0: yeah so it's like yeah. and i i think that was like so i remember that kind of hit me hard because i was just like yep because that's mm-hmm. how it is it's like yeah. it's not and that's why i told like you guys the story before like the first time i met tim's boss chef ken back in the day the first thing i said to him was you're the best boss we've ever had <laughs> because it it's so beyond just like him going to work every day you know mm-hmm. so anyways so that was a long way of saying like tim isn't no it has that's
3: <laughs> a long way of saying no
0: no it has not gotten much better um trying to be i i i felt like i got it out that night and then i was like okay i'm trying to i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to trying to be positive again um
3: you know i didn't put i didn't put laundry away for three and a half weeks but our podcast got out on time you know i could give a
0: fuck about the laundry he's the one who cares but uh we're hoping so that night with me was just like it was it was the realization of like i felt like a fucking idiot for being like hopeful (laughs) because i was like you're you're always a realist and then i was like see this is what happened it was me also just being mad at myself for like feeling like a fucking moron and um thinking it could go different but I also don't want to be stuck in that place of never believing. It's just complicated of never thinking it could get better. So we'll see. <laughs>
3: we'll see what happens.
0: Um. So this next question. Uh, okay, actually, Tim, are you ready for some quick fire questions? Ooh, I'm ready. I'm combining some here from both Zoe and um, I'm going to say... Ronia, it's spelled like Sonia with the sexy J for my fellow uh housewives who knows that. It's spelled like Sonia with the sexy J, but it's with an R so I'm going to say Ronia. All
3: right. So the the this is our quick fire challenge.
0: We ask you rapid fire questions.
3: Yep, and I'm I'm even if I give an I'm going to give an answer, am I allowed to give any explanation even if it's fast or you no? You can
0: you can give a little yes. Yes. Okay. You can.
3: I imagine um, the i really looked it up there is no quick fire challenge music but there is (laughs) temple run music from legends of the hidden temple
0: are you ready what cuisines do you enjoy cooking most off the clock italian is there a cuisine you want to learn more about
3: um like deeply deeply regional mexican cuisine okay like where you start breaking into like indigenous kind of like native cuisine
0: okay do you have a favorite celebrity chef or a celebrity chef cookbook?
3: Um I mean one that I've used a lot. I've used Rick Bayless's authentic Mexican a lot. Um I think if you look somebody more current, um I love um Oh my gosh, his last name is Simeon. Hit the Hawaiian one guy from Top Chef. Sheldon. Sheldon, yeah. Sheldon Simeon has a book that's um about cooking Hawaiian, and I absolutely love that book, so he's my guy.
0: Um, Last one. What about a favorite you love to hate?
3: <laughs> I feel like personality-wise, Guy Fieri can be really grating, but he does so much good with his influence and with his money that I can't hate him at all.
0: Yeah we love some triple d we watch it
3: yeah exactly and he's just kind of that like annoying uncle that you're like but i feel like right.
0: you just take it for what it is and you move the fuck on you're just like that's his yeah. shtick that's who he is like yeah. i don't like yeah
3: it was it's rough it's rough to watch a lot of consistently like i do
0: love the snl i could eat that off a dirty flip fly
3: i'm feeling real half throttle right now Seth. So. yeah
0: um okay think so about that... it
3: though he provides a level of marketing that these yeah. mom and pop shops would never ever get yeah definitely. think about how many of their lives have been changed by him going there eating things saying things are off the chain welcoming them to flavor town and then leaving in his red like sports car you know what i mean <laughs> I know, <right?
0: laughs> oh um and then ronia asked me can you tell us what your vintage business is called and share a couple of your favorite finds so it's called Valley of the Vintage Sun, and I mainly run it off of Instagram. Mm-hmm. And oh, as far as a couple of my favorite finds, well, one's kind of general. I am a fucking slut for vintage glassware. <laughs> like it's just so different than glassware today. It's such better quality. It held <laughs> up. It holds up sixty fucking years. <laughs> um, like one glass will be like a pound. Like you don't yeah. find that anymore. Like literally, mm-hmm. a glass will be a pound. So just in general, I fucking love vintage glass. I especially love like colored vintage glass mm-hmm. like the olive greens and the ambers. Love it. Um and maybe another one that's like kind of like hmm other people might find more interesting. I think some of the vintage hair dryers have been funny. Yep. Um I do like a lot of the which is ironically when I did my halloween drop these are like the only things that didn't sell but i love them <laughs> the melted popcorn plastic signs
1: oh they're yeah. just so
0: of a specific era none of my fucking mm-hmm. halloween ones sold and then yep. i have christmas ones coming up and i'm like nobody yep. maybe nobody will buy them but i love them because yep. they're so like of a time mm-hmm. you wouldn't find that anymore
3: so. i found last year for christmas i found whitney a vintage seltzer bottle that oh, you have yeah. to recharge mm-hmm. with like the little whippets so I'm excited because I think that thing's really cool. Um, the hair dryers are awesome because I had no idea what they were when you found them. Um, and then we've been finding them more often recently. I actually really like um, like the vintage ice crushers. Yeah, yeah it's those like are a, cool. It's like a tall kind of like rectangle and you open the lid, you put ice in there and then it has a little like crank and when you crank it, it kind of crushes your your own ice and deposits it on the bottom. So then you take that out and you have crushed ice for, for cocktails.
0: One of our listeners bought one from me recently.
3: Yeah, I love those. Yep.
0: So I realized I need to go back because Meredith was also asking about my job. But, you know, we got really caught. Hey, most things revolve around Tim's job these days. <laughs> so that's why that skewed that direction.
3: I was going to make an IBLP joke, but.
0: Oh, go ahead. Make it.
3: No, it was just that, oh, yeah, it's all about my job. Nobody cares.
0: Well, that's but, true. You know. So about my situation. So I'm just a couple of days short of just being a month in. So it's not been long. But I am coming a little bit more to a place of, like, figuring out the job and, like, who I'm working with. Now, the figuring out how it works into my life.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Struggle. Yep major struggle um just doing the juggle i have not been able to do any vintage whatsoever so actually while we're on the break the between season break i'll be able to i'm going to do a christmas drop but i have not done a drop on my vintage page in like six weeks mm-hmm. but right now i don't know how to possibly do all three this job vintage and podcast i don't know that that kind of stresses me out to think about still trying because i don't want to mm-hmm. give up vintage but it's any any who's it's a the figuring out of all the things is not something i figured out yeah and um i actually was telling tim that i want to do a pickle episode on just getting back into work and fucking imposter syndrome and how bad that can get sometimes mm-hmm. so we'll have a whole pickle episode on that But I am coming to a better understanding of the job and my boss. She's really cool. I have nothing but great things to say about her. Mm -hmm. And it is cool because I'm working with one of my old friends again. She was over on... Today is Monday. On Friday, she came over. Mildred was thrilled to see her. (laughs) She came over because we were doing a photo shoot for a recipe for a client and things. So, I mean, that's fun. And I'm getting to do... I'm making trainings again, which I actually enjoyed doing. And I get to you know pretend i know what the fuck i'm talking about and you know (laughs) do things like that so it's like i enjoyed things but it's it's been been a little bit of a struggle figuring it all out but Mm -hmm. the actual job is a good opportunity that i feel like i have to take while i can yeah since it's contract work i don't know how long she's gonna need me Mm -hmm. they need it right now but i'm like this is one of those things that just for our family like i need to do this right now while it's presented to me Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's that so, Lori asked, have you ever thought about getting Mildred a kitty companion, or does she prefer to be an only child?
3: I feel like I am open to the idea of getting a second cat. I don't think you are. I also feel like, Whitney talked about this, like you get one cat and people assume you want all of the cats it's-
0: it's fucking wild
3: yeah and (laughs) it's like every time they have anybody they're like hey i know somebody that has three cats do you want them you're like no
0: no it is really funny i mean in a perfect world i'm like i'd have a fucking cat farm but i'm not in that perfect world you know um yes tim is definitely he at different points like the way people get baby fever i feel like at different points tim gets kitty i just want
3: one more he gets like kitten fever have a buddy
0: i think mildred loves being an only child (laughs) I think she would struggle not being an only child. Um, but Tim goes off and on with kitten fever. Um, I want it to be very natural. So, like when we had a kitten situation one summer,
3: a I situation, was if a I situation
0: may. where we were caring for. Oh, I've never talked about hurt cat on here, and I won't. I'll go on a side tangent. But we had a little hurt cat that we used to feral as fuck. But Trusted me as much as feral as fuck can trust a person,
3: and we called it Hurt because it had like and a, a malformed. Paw. arm it had like
0: a little pot, it was turned up and out, like upwards yeah, and on the side, mm. and it would like run on three legs, ran like a fucking champ on three legs, but ran on three <laughs> legs. But Hurt Cat had kittens; it was a whole thing. I was gonna keep. I was considering should
3: tell that story at some point. at some
0: point. I was oh, consider God. I should tell the story about when I was drunk and lost one in the house, and I had to go to sleep. <laughs> um it was just somewhere in the house but i was like okay if naturally like i want it to be kind of like natural and then that turned out a different way a neighbor took them and got them adopted out and that's fine but yeah so tim gets kitten fever i'm off and on i'm i'm on the whole like i don't want to ruin a good thing type situation like we have a really great thing going with mildred i don't want to fuck anything up And then also, I'm just a big believer and I I just want to make sure that I can give the best care. The best care, you know? And we had so much happen with Momo. Like, she was the over $10,000 cat. And then I just want to make sure that I can give any cat we have, like, fucking everything. So, like, the idea of having more than one, I start to panic thinking I won't be able to give them everything because what if they both start having something at the same time
1: mm.
0: you know and it's like it's not like people were there's the insurance situations are not the same you know what i mean um so i just want to make sure i can give them the best care and like tim was saying it, it does crack me up everybody i fucking know like their fucking sister's co-worker found a cat at their job and they all text me like do you want a cat <laughs> and i just don't feel like that happens with dog people like i feel like people don't just own a dog and then suddenly everybody is like do you want a dog want they 27 found
3: 27 dogs yeah, yeah but like
0: when you own a cat and people know that you like cats they're just like you must want every cat it's like yeah in <laughs> It's just funny. Like that I don't feel like that happens to dog people. Like yeah. my sisters have never been like solicited to like take in random dogs because they own a dog. <laughs> right. But because we own cats, they're like they must you want the must, dog. Yeah. I mean, you must want the cat that they found outside their sisters' <laughs> QT. Like you know, like <laughs> it's funny.
3: Mm.
0: You'd get one tomorrow if you could, huh?
3: Oh, 100%. I want Mildred to be like I still feel like she's sassy like a teenager, so I would want her to be like the older sister. She needs a skipper. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she needs she needs a young sister that she could show the ropes. She needs a skipper.
0: Do you resent me that we don't have more than one?
3: No, but I always think it's going to be there. I don't think that'll ever change um so we're gonna start hashtag skipper for mildred
0: oh no you're gonna have everybody gang <laughs> up on me fuck i do you, but do you can you understand what i mean i, I want to get the best it. i want to do the best i can i
3: completely get it and i completely agree
0: like when we were ready to fucking pull out of our mortgage on our house
3: mildred like, needs a skipper
0: <laughs> i just want to be able to give them the best and so anytime something happens with her i'm just like could i do this for two
3: I, I completely understand. want to be the
0: best cat mom. <laughs> Moving on. I'm going to juggle about it all day. So Rhonda asked, which dig has been the hardest? Which has been the most rewarding? And along those same lines, so I put it next, um, is a question from Ruben, Ruben, who asked, out of all the digs deep dives you've done so far, which has been the most difficult to research? <laughs> okay. I feel like hardest on Ronda's and which has been the most rewarding. I feel like, okay, honestly, hardest is kind of like if, how do you take hardest? How do you define that?
3: I mean, it can mean a lot of things. I feel like sometimes it's difficult subject matter. I, I feel like it's twofold. I feel like there's ones that are hard because the subject matter is Boring or antiquated, or we saw it in the last one like that was a rough read. I also feel like there's hard ones because they're the subject matter is very disturbing, or Mm -hmm. it's things that are upsetting, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's kind of twofold.
0: So I feel like difficult, as in painful, definitely Michelle remembers, may have a little bit of recency bias, but seriously, though, looking back, though, like. Okay, like I was just like, oh, I kissed Dede goodbye. It was like fucking terrible, but like mm. I could get through that. Yeah. Um, to- turmoil in the toy box. uh. but like the Michelle remembers was a different level of like fucking painful. <laughs> so I'd say painful, difficult is that one. Uh, difficult as in rough subject matter. I I feel like it's sort of the, the like how to be a wife dig.
1: Mm, I felt like that was
0: tough for me. I was really upset. I was like mad. Mm -hmm. Um, Also because I felt like that one was interesting, but maddening because we saw how those things all play out in practice. We watched them. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But to actually go backwards and then see like, oh, it's an actual teaching, like the yeah, adoring yeah. gaze, or the always the way they speak about their husbands all the time. Be like, oh, it's literally taught, not just mm. as I keep saying, not just learned behavior, literally taught. Yeah. So I felt like that one was rough. Um, also, the Esther Keller dig. I thought that was tough. Mm-hmm. She lives a very, an incredibly sad life to me and the way her father fucking sold her to a Mm -hmm. guy that they were just trying to get married off because he was becoming a problem yeah because he was dating and you know yeah i i like that sticks out to me as sad Mm for it was like a difficult one um difficult to research as in in the context of like hard to gather information those are actually some of the episodes i'm most personally proud of (laughs)
1: like
0: where in like really digging around and connecting dots and coming at a topic from several different angles. Um, like examples of that would be like some of the character stuff. Mm-hmm. Like those, because I just really had to look at so much stuff to like get that all together. Right. And I felt like I covered different facets of that. So that was difficult, but I also found it very rewarding in that way. Same with the nineteen eighty scandal, which was the opener to this season. Mm-hmm. Um Those were ones that were very time consuming to gather it all and look at so many different things and then put timelines together and things like that. So those were difficult, but I was proud of the work at the end. Right. Like sometimes I'm like, those have an extra sense of satisfaction because I'm like, oh, I wasn't just reading a book and then talking about that. It's like like where I felt like I was like, I was really going out there and getting all the, you know, like all the things like, so that's what I would say. It's a good answer. Um, this next one is from Amber from Velvet Forest Vintage and she asks Oh, which by the way, that was the one I've talked about before where we were following each other in the vintage realm before <laughs> she like realized that
1: That's funny. It was uh,
0: that she listened to the podcast and she's like, Oh my god! So it's just kind of <laughs> funny. Um so Amber asks, What has been the most surprising or shocking aspect of the Duggar or IBLP realm for Tim since embarking on this journey?
3: It, I think a lot of it All of it's been a surprise because I never consumed any of this media and I knew nothing about them other than the fact that they were a family that had a bunch of kids and they were on TV. I think how deeply embedded into the fabric of what they're taught Mm -hmm. everything is. I I had no idea that it was so incessant about the way your hair should be or the way you communicate with your siblings or like even down to money. When we talked about money, like there's just so many of them were like, this has nothing to do with faith. And I'm putting that in quotation marks. Like that has nothing to do with your faith the way that it's, and it's just problematic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what it is. It's how deep seated it is. I always assumed it was like, okay, well all their other friends in their in their group or in their sect, dress that way, and that's probably why they do it. Oh, no, it's not
0: mm-hmm. I've always had, yeah, so I agree. it's interesting to get this like really full understanding of it. And I've always had a sort of like personal motto for myself that the one thing in in world in this world in life. That there's never too much of. Because, you know, there's all the, like, too much of anything, you know, any one thing is bad or, like, whatever. I think that the one thing that there's never too much of is, like, understanding. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of been, like, uh, something I've said to myself for years. And I actually felt myself almost say that before in an episode. But I kind of stopped myself because in the moment, I, I didn't think people would understand what I meant by that and mm-hmm. I hesitated um, because I think a lot of times that the word understand or understanding is viewed as kind of like I know you're thinking about the understand <laughs> um, is kind of viewed as this sort of like giving it the like the thumbs up or like the check you know like the check of okay yeah. or like an agreeance so in the moment I did, couldn't think of a way to articulate what I actually meant so like I didn't like say it yeah but Leave it to the wonderful Sharon McMahon um, who articulated it for me of she's Sharon says so on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's a great follow. I've talked about her before. And the first time I heard her say this, I was like, yes, (laughs) because her thing is that she says listening to understand does not obligate you to agree.
3: Mm -hmm. It's not you're not condoning it.
0: Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like the researching and listening to all of this about their belief system helps us understand where they're coming from. And like you said, just like how deep it all goes, Mm
2: -hmm. how
0: manipulative it is, why it's not easy to get out. And so now we have this understanding, more of it, but that doesn't mean we agree. Right. We just understand it better. But I think that's such a huge, vital step in all of this Mm -hmm. because we have to understand what we're up against if we do want to see change or help the people in it or coming out of it and without that deeper understanding i don't think we can be as effective in supporting those people properly you know Mm -hmm. um and i don't think i think that having looked into all this at a deeper level i don't think i'm quite as quick to pass judgment as i was before Mm -hmm. like i still fucking absolutely disagree (laughs) like (laughs) let's not get that twisted but i can now like see almost like see things when they're like talking or posting things Mm -hmm. or when i'm watching things with the show i can see it now and i can relate it back to what we now know they've been taught their entire lives Mm -hmm. and understand why they are the way they are or do what they do or believe what they believe or Mm -hmm. and see how it was so deeply woven into every single facet of their life Mm -hmm. and how much it would take for them to undo it. Yep. So in that sense, I think understanding helps us to like, kind of like meet them, you know, it's just like meeting someone where like, it helps Mm -hmm. us meet them like a little bit better, you know?
3: Yep. I agree.
0: So I think that even for me, who's not brand new to this, I've been in this, but And even some of the stuff that I did know, I think it's just, I think it is different when you take it topic by topic and really just like sit there and like hash it out on a week.
3: Yeah. A hundred percent. It just hits different, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I could have known a percentage of this, but it's just like, it's not the same as when you actually sit there and you evaluate it and you think about it and Mm -hmm. you see how it plays out and you see the depths of it, you know? Yep. It's fascinating. So Samantha asks... What is a typical week like preparing for an episode? Do you work ahead and have them planned out ahead of time? Okay, so um, I actually start with the the second portion first. So I do, like I said, I have this massive dig list. I think it's like under fifty nine ish right now. So I have a list of ideas. I have gone ahead and purchased like some books and like gathered some materials. Like ahead of time if i can just to have it for like when it's ready to go Mm -hmm. there are certain topics that i'm waiting until like i don't remember what episode they pop in but i know they do at some point so i'm just kind of like sitting and waiting because Mm -hmm. i'm i when i can i like to theme it to the episode obviously it's not possible when we talk about episodes that are like here they're going to fucking see the ostriches like you know like there's not really a i
3: was waiting for that big ostrich dick (laughs)
0: there's not always that opportunity but i don't want to use something that like i'll regret later and be like oh i should should have saved <laughs> so i try to take those episodes that are like nothing inspiring and pair it with something that i know will never pop up mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah so it's not fully fully um planned out by any means but I do have that running list and sometimes at different points in the season I kind of just like try to look ahead at some of the episodes Mm -hmm. like synopsis to try to see hey is there anything that I might need to get for a dig like do I need to buy a book do I need to do something kind of have a plan but it's not I definitely don't work on them ahead of time (laughs) yeah um but as far as a typical week so in a perfect world um where everything lines up perfectly, which doesn't always happen, and you guys know. Perfect world Monday nights we do the episode recap. Tuesday nights we do dig, um, the dig portion, which has worked out well for me because when we were doing it all in one shot, it was getting fucking rough.
3: Mhm. It was tiring.
0: It was really fucking tiresome. Mm-hmm. We would be up. It would be like one a.m. and Tim would have to get up at five. like it was just fucking rough my voice would be like giving out and like cracking like it was just it was fucking rough so um dividing it up has been really helpful and then also because it kind of gives me through tuesday to work on the dig Mm -hmm. so monday recap episode tuesday dig wednesday um tim like while he's at work and i'm working on other stuff here used to be when I was working on vintage stuff, I would like listen to the episode and I would be making notes of edits. Mm-hmm. And then when he'd get home on Wednesday night, we make those edits and then we post it Wednesday night. Tim is the one who writes the episode descriptions. And then Thursday, Fridays are like the only days that weren't specifically devoted mm-hmm. for me um, to the podcast. That was usually when I was working on vintage stuff. Now <laughs> I'm just working the other things. right? Um, It starts back all over and I start working on visuals and things Fridays and Saturdays. It's working on visuals and reels for the next episode, starting to gather whatever information or for this for that current episode, Mm -hmm. starting to gather information for the next episode. Um, Saturdays, I usually am finalizing all that stuff and scheduling those posts and reels. And then I watch the next episode. Mm -hmm. Sunday, I'm posting all those things. And then Sunday, I am starting on the next dig. And the next dig, I usually work on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So while we're recording on Monday, I'm still working on the dig. Tuesday, I'm finishing up the dig. Usually writing it. Usually Sunday, Monday is all the research. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday is writing it and then recording it all in the same day.
3: It's a lot. So
0: it is very busy. Oh, and when I was talking about um Sundays, to include your part, Tim watches episodes on Sundays. Yep. But yeah, it's it's busy and then <laughs> that's what this is why I'm struggling to weave it all together, but
3: And I do a lot less. But, you, but I'm also working in like a sixty-hour work week, so it's a, more it's than sixty.
0: <laughs> it's more than sixty. So. Um, but yeah, so that is what it looks like to put on an episode. And no, um, can't really work ahead. There's not time to work ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but even on there the- would have to
3: be such dead space in us in us posting. Oh yeah. That it wouldn't.
0: And even just on weeks because we're behind on the other and working on the next one where I've had to be finishing up doing like visuals and posts and reels and stuff like that on one episode while I'm starting. That's why I even though I post all that stuff on Sunday, I'm trying to get that done Friday and Saturday because my I have such a brain where I have to like move that on like I have to move on from that or it starts to like meld into each other. Mm -hmm. So when there's been weeks that have been behind where I have to start working on the next one while I'm still doing all the social media and posting of the other one i fucking hate it because like i said it just it just mushes into each other and yeah. i'm like wait which one is which and what what the fuck like i mm-hmm. i can't and i fucking hate it and i can't stand it so even if there were time i wouldn't even want to work ahead too much because my brain would be like not yeah. able to keep which which mm-hmm. is which like i don't know and so i I feel like the only podcasts that can get like super far ahead and shit are ones that people do the research for them.
3: <laughs> right. Like, Or ones where it's kind of just chatting. Yeah. Like when it's not things that need kind of a lot of background work. Yours yeah. require a lot of background work.
0: So like when people talk about podcasts that like continue posting through holidays and stuff like that, or they're like, oh, we batch record like a bunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could never batch record because...
3: Thirty hours. Thirty component.
0: hours went into it. Twenty to thirty hours went into it before I recorded. I'm like, right. I can't get two done in a week, let alone mm-hmm. fucking four. Like, yeah. you know. So that's where I'm like, people have to have research, or it's not a it's more of a conversational style mm-hmm. um podcast. So yeah, I can't get the fuck ahead. <laughs> I can never I don't I can't I can't imagine a world where I could. Right. It's too harsh. <laughs> not with
3: our subject matter. Yep. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm.
0: okay, so next question, Ashley asked of all the places and activities the Duggars have done in the episodes you've covered, which would you most like to try?
3: Huh. If I say ostrich farm, I'm just kidding. It's not the ostrich <laughs> farm. Um. I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know. I've always wanted to go to Dollywood.
0: That's my answer too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, out of all the stuff they've done, I think taking a trip to their like crazy uh, amusement park. Thing silver it, dollar city i think would be like a fun thing for us to document because i think at the end of the day it's probably not like it's not a horrible amusement Oh, park. a lot of people it's, have said it's great a lot yeah. of our
0: listeners are be like oh it's actually really nice like yeah. i really like silver dollar city yeah yeah
3: so it's like i would definitely do that but like we're such like dolly people that i feel like i feel like that would be my answer
0: because they haven't really started their international travel yet that comes later Hola. in the show. Spoiler. Oh yeah, I mean, you're 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 correct. They did go to El Salvador, <laughs> but um, that's coming up in later seasons yeah. where they do a lot more international travel. That's when they're running out of fucking shit to TLC's like, oh, we Doom don't we don't out, have yeah. any more fucking little tiny yeah. podunk fucking farms for you to go to anymore. <laughs> um, so since we haven't gotten to that yet, later on, my answer would change with something more, you know, abroad. But at this point in time. Definitely Dollywood. Yep. I'd love to go to Dollywood. I'd like to... And while we're there, can we go... While we're in Tennessee, can we also, like, go to Graceland? You know, we like to hit all the little spots. Mm -hmm. So Beth wants to know, what Duggar-related person do you wish would write a tell-all autobiography to cover in a dig? What's your favorite meal to cook for each other at home? And what's your must-have meal when eating at a fancy restaurant? Okay, let's start at the first one. Mm -hmm. Duggar-related person autobiography.
3: Jana all the way. Jana. I want to know the deets on Frank's son.
0: <laughs> That's the only reason why. It's not the fact that she was the oldest and saw it all happen. Nope. Nope. Um is still single despite nope normal IBLP practices.
3: Nope. Don't care about any of that. <laughs> I just want to know that hot sun detail.
0: Oh Jana son. <laughs> okay. So to give you to give a different uh answer than tim not incorrect answer so, so to not say janna i'm just gonna say i guess that's not gonna be a specific person but i look forward to one day hearing from the younger half right now we get the somewhat stories of the older ones as expected i'm not saying you know i'm not expecting a fucking 12 year old to go write a fucking book <laughs> i'm just saying that like someday i would like to hear the younger side somebody and how it is different, differs, or is the same to what we heard, saw from the older kids.
3: I also said not too long ago that like it was two very different eras of growing up as a Dugger kid.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's like the thing is, so it's like the money versus the no money, the coming into this versus having never had a chance known Mm -hmm. any different because you were on camera since the day you were fucking born Mm
1: -hmm. that's
0: different but also younger kids potentially seeing their older siblings do their own fucking thing but also Mm -hmm. how that can backfire and turn into lego and canon being even harder on them like Mm -hmm. it could go so many different fucking directions like they do have some examples in their life of doing the other thing but then they could get even more sheltered like there's Mm -hmm. just there's just so many factors, yeah. That so mine's not a specific person. It's just like I want to hear from someone from that younger era, you yeah. know. If it's hanny I'd be that's fine. <laughs> um Jennifer, I, mean, I don't any yeah. like it'd be interesting. Second part of that question: What's your favorite meal to cook for each other at home? Pasta. I like it when he makes pasta. That's, that's my name.
3: go-to, like, favorite meal to make is fresh-made pasta.
0: Like, that's something that, like, I just don't make, like, I just, like, that's Tim's thing, where I'm just like, <laughs> I want pasta. Can you make pasta? Yeah. That's his thing. Mm. Um, Egg noodles. Mm-hmm. What's my favorite thing to cook for us at home?
3: You make a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of things that I think about.
0: I just make, I cook more often because Tim's at work, so I cook the majority of our food. Um, When Tim cooks, it's more of an event. It's more special. I'm, like, the day-to-day.
3: It's rare. That's <laughs> what she's saying. It's
0: rare. <laughs> I'm the day to day cooker girl. Um, but I like to make like soup this season, which I've talked about. Um
3: Pickled chicken. That's a new one.
0: Yeah, he likes pickled chicken. But I don't know if I have like a specific thing that I'm always like, oh, this is what I make for you. I just kind of make all of the dinners, you know.
3: She has these like sticky uh drumsticks, chicken drumsticks that were really good. They spicy. were like spicy and brown sugary. Those were good
0: um the last part of the question which is what uh what's your must-have meal when eating out a fancy restaurant do you have an answer for you
3: i just feel like there's things that you and i get like we love mussels we'll get mussels some most places that have them
0: i was just about to say that i feel like when we go out to eat i get a lot of seafood <laughs> yeah
3: because i
0: actually and i love it but i don't feel like i buy it a lot here at home like it's pricey yeah. and like she you doesn't know, buy like,
3: it a lot out either uh, let's it. be real
0: <laughs> but like i'll be like ooh, i i want like i like i fucking this bitch i fucking love salmon um i love a sea bass i love a mussel. i love a shred like i just so i feel like i get a lot of seafood when we go out nicer places like that's
3: and we don't get to go out to eat a lot obviously um so i feel like when we do go out like we want to go somewhere either that we both really like or we want to try something new that we've been interested in and there's one place here in town called rough rider's that is in downtown Phoenix that was really good. Like I liked everything so much more than I thought I was going to. That's where
0: we went when we went to celebrate our Mm -hmm. uh, making number three on Spotify Mm -hmm. earlier this season. That's where we went. We got the fucking seafood tower. Like we fucking own the place.
3: And that's what I was going to say. Usually (laughs) we'll, we'll go somewhere and like try a bunch of things to share. And you know, we got a couple starters and then I was like, you know what? Screw it. So we got a seafood tower and then we were like, okay, we'll kind of see how we feel after. Didn't we get another one? Yeah, we got two. <laughs> well, cause, we got no, because no, the first
0: time we did it by the little piece, and the second time we actually got like one of the, the sizes tower, of tower. Yeah. yeah, the first time we were just like, get me this many shrimp, this many, like, yeah, whatever. That's, true. that's what it was.
3: But yeah, everything it was just good. We don't eat that way, so it was cool to be like, you know what? Screw it. Like we're just gonna eat good seafood. But I do feel like we
0: we have these markers of time where we go out and we're trying to place and we just like tell the waiter and we're just getting a bunch of shit and they're like okay Mm -hmm. so then we're just this and this and we're like and we're just keeping so then we went to this uh, we tried Chilte, which was really good Mm. get their caesar and which was like a grilled Caesar and it, it's different than a regular Caesar. It's like mm-hmm. a, Me- it's a Mexican restaurant. So we got their Caesar and we got their yuca fries. And then it was like, okay, now bring us the, this tacos. And, it's, mm-hmm. and then we share that. And then it's like, now bring us the steak dish and we share mm-hmm. that. And we just get like, that's my favorite. And then favorite. we
3: got more yuca fries.
0: That's my favorite way to eat though. <laughs> I just, I love getting lots of stuff. So it's like anytime a place that has a lot more um, small plates, that's my bitch because i'm like i want to try a lot of these. (laughs) so um otherwise tim and i usually get like appetizers and then we get the entrees and we're like sharing all the entrees Mm -hmm. but it's like i like to try lots of stuff
3: so shout out for any locals out there shout out rough rider in downtown it's right on central and roosevelt and then Chilte, which is on grand avenue and like 12th or something it's like as it's as you're going into downtown on grand avenue yeah yeah
0: and they had a really good green green chili margarita
3: yeah that was Mm -hmm. very good
0: that was my favorite i got a couple different cocktails that was my favorite cocktail yeah
3: and look them up too because they uh they're gaining a lot of steam right now they got voted in the same week they got voted by a national spanish language magazine like one of the best like new restaurants to open and then they also got a bunch of, like, there's, like, James Beard Buzz and, like, Best New Chef. And, like, there's all, this, all these, like, all the steam behind their name right now. So, very good. chulte.
0: Then my friend was there the other day. I was like, hey. And she was like, oh, I saw the stuff and I was trying it. And I was like, I was just there. Oh, yeah. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was
3: and it's good. in this really cool, like, old motel. Motel, yeah. Um, and, like, outside by what what looks like used to be just part of their parking lot or like their old pool they built like a bar out there so there's actually another bar that's in the little kind of cove of this old motel which is pretty cool
0: yeah um next question is from tarot treasure and they asked what's your favorite thing about each other to me, you both light up my world with humor and Mildred posting. Oh, that's very sweet of you thing. But Mildred says to, Mildred sends a virtual head boop. And <laughs> thank you. And that's very sweet of you. Thank you. Um, So Tim, what's your favorite thing about me?
3: I think there's See, two. I, I, I thought you
0: were going to have to stop and think real hard. I was waiting for a pause.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, I put the pause in so it didn't record it. So... <laughs> Letting you guys know the sausage is made. The pause already happened. It's
0: um, not true. He didn't that's... even hesitate, and I was very proud. I was like, "Oh my god, he just knows what he loves about me right away." How dreamy!
3: <laughs> no, there's a there's a couple things, and I think more recently one of the ones that's come up has been you've you've become a very you have your convictions, like you have the things you believe in, and I feel like you've also at the same time you very strongly know how you feel but on the other side of that coin you're also super empathetic and understanding and i think that's been something that's been awesome to watch kind of develop as you've gotten older is that you have become a lot more understanding of other people but then you also feel for them really hard you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think there's a there's a genuine like level of of just goodness to that, where it's like, yeah, you know what you believe, but you can also be like, "Hey, I feel sorry for this person, or you know what I mean yeah. like, I think I think there's there's an inherent attractiveness in that, and i I said this to somebody at work the other day, I also like how well you like holiday stuff, like we always make the joke that like you thrive in the fall. I do. (laughs) And, and part of it is that I think part of it is not just the weather not being awful, but also it's the fact that like you have things to look forward to you. And it plays on a lot of things. You love a good theme. I feel like you like theming out not only the place that you live, but then also like the food you eat or the type of cocktails you drink, or like, there's so many aspects of it that, that, you thrive in when it comes to decorating for holidays. And you talk about like, even if you're not doing anything super holiday related, you like sitting and like basking in the feels, you know what I mean?
0: In the glow of my fall, cri- my fall mm-hmm. tree. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those those are, your- are
3: two ones just off the bat.
0: Okay. So mine is that I love how like just supportive of a person you are and i feel like that plays out here obviously people have heard it and i've people have commented on or whatever like i feel Mm -hmm. like you're very supportive of me but not in a way that like you ever like you don't like in crowd you know what i mean like you're not like Mm -hmm. all up in it and like necessarily always trying to solve it or that's when you ask me are we solving or am i just listening or like Mm -hmm. or whatever um you're just very supportive but also i just see that support play out in just like all areas of your life what? here i am i'm gonna fucking cry again but it's like i think you're very supportive to like your employees mm-hmm. i think you're a good leader i think you're just very admirable and like you're supportive people and i feel like you really take like people like like uh, like i don't know if under your wing is quite right like maybe in a in a, in a work sense that is but i mm-hmm. feel like you just are, like you're your people's like fucking supporters and, stuff.
3: and i think part of that came from the fact that i didn't have any siblings yeah and you, like you're
0: like i had to create that support
3: <laughs> yeah so i feel like i've kind of overcompensated for my lack of people in my life by being the kind of person i wanted, wanted yeah so i feel like that like mindset has been my way of connecting with people because i felt like i was really lonely yeah. as a kid
0: yeah um, And I will say another thing that I love with this is going to sound like, oh, you love him because of what other people think. about him. But like, that's not exactly what I mean. But I, I think that there is something to be said about like a person you love being loved by other people. <laughs> like, I love how much my family loves you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love that, like i know part of it is because again because of his job so he doesn't get to be around but like when tim gets to show up my family's like tim is here like everybody's <laughs> like excited to see you yeah. like they love you and so yeah i think that's another thing i'm like i there, yeah there's just something special where you're like oh everybody loves him the way i love him you know <laughs> so it's like i think that that's another yeah. thing i love about you is that you're just a lovable guy
3: oh i try yeah <laughs>
0: you're like but not that hard i I don't like i i I mean i try but like not like that hard like you know
3: what do you love about mildred
0: oh mildred where (laughs) does one even begin he's like passed out i love her sweet little face (laughs) i love how much she loves me
3: (laughs) by the way we talk about that Animals are special because they have no way of verbally communicating with you. Oh, it's amazing. But they verbally communicate. And you can tell when they're really like, like they really love you as a person. It's fucking amazing.
0: I still have moments where I just like look at her. Like, and Tim always says, You're an animal. You need to live in our house. But like, I just look at her and I'm like, You're literally an animal. (laughs) We don't speak the same actual language, but we both speak the language of love. Like the fact that love transcends species, I think is amazing. <laughs> we just love each other, you know. The fact that I can walk up to this cat and I can say "Give me kisses," and she gives me her head.
3: <laughs> yeah, she had boobs, on. You say "Give yep. me kisses,"
0: and she she just like <laughs> points and like moves her, just, like pushes her little head up. That is amazing. Yeah, it's an animal, and I'm a human. It's an animal. It's a yeah. feline, and it's she me, lives a in human. Our house. And she just lives in our house and we just fucking love her.
3: No. She doesn't pay rent.
0: She lives the life. Just
3: saying. She's but she does pass- produce. Yes. So
0: she's fucking passed out right now.
3: It's not like she brings nothing to the table. Of course not.
0: Um Yes, that's what I love about Mildred. What do you love about Mildred?
3: I love a lot of things about Mildred. And that's part that's most of it. We have her things that we share. She reads comic books with me. And that usually means she's laying on my lap while I'm reading comic books. But it's like during the winter, she's it's we always make the joke that it's cuddle season. That so was, there oh. definitely is a thing where, like, the second that I sit down and like Whitney's going to bed, she knows like, oh, it's comic book time. Cool. Like, yeah, that was my thing. You yeah. know.
0: So I think I'm gonna end there on the Q and A. That's a pretty good. I feel good like one. that's a pretty good leaving off spot. Yep. Maybe at some point we'll gather back into these and they can be an additional pickle. But I think that's where we'll leave it off for now. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get into our digging on. I do. I just want to. So that is that's it for season three. That is a wrap on season three. Man. Wrapping it up. uh, We take usually it's a minimum of two weeks off. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past at one point it did turn into like three. But (laughs) plan for two. I'm planning for two. Mm -hmm. planning for two i could use it (laughs) we could use it um i could use a little breathing room for a little bit also not having the podcast gives me opportunity to actually do a christmas drop which i would otherwise (laughs) have no fucking time to do yeah um for my vintage so we will be taking a minimum of two weeks off so plan that um know that Mm
3: -hmm.
0: so yeah that's that's kind of it for three
3: It's been a journey. That
0: is the state of the pod.
3: The state of the pod. All right.
0: Ready to do your digging ons?
3: Yep. Who's going first? Go for it. All right. Mine is actually applicable. And I do have an honorable mention. And it was old Christmas movies. Mostly because of uh, White Christmas and thinking about that. I spent that whole day driving home listening to the soundtrack
0: snow snow snow
3: snow there was so many things in that song in that song particular that i had stuck in my head um but yeah it's just (laughs) there's an inherent like charm to them and some of them can be super corny but with the charm that it has usually it's okay and i'm a sucker for like old crooners like singing and stuff so that was the honorable mention was white, was White Christmas or like old Christmas movies. But my actual thing that I'm digging on relates to one of my favorite bands of all time. And they were a cover band. And me and Whitney are going to see them on the 30th. And they were called Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. And what it was was like in the era of like pop punk, a bunch of guys that were in those bands got together and like let's let's just play a show together like we're friends this was when like vans warp tour was really big so like a lot of them would hang out you know at these like really big um like shows there was two different really big uh music festivals that were in vegas one of them was called ska's dead and it was like a pop punk ska ska show so it's like they all hung out there so they were like let's play together they played together and they played nothing but covers And the thing is, they're so good, and it's such a good show, and I went to see them for the first time last year, and my friend went with us that has seen them, and he was like, I saw them for a Christmas show, and it was so much fun, that would be really cool if this was a Christmas show, and it was a Christmas show. And it was just, everything was amazing, and the show they put on, the people they had playing with them, so... I told Whitney, if they ever come back, I want you to go. Because when we were there, my cook that said that, that I went to the concert with, we met like this group of people that same thing. Some of them had never seen him before. A couple of the people had. They were all excited. And he was like, I, the main guy was like, I saw them last year. And then I told my wife, you have to see them with me. And she goes, I don't know any of their music. It's
1: all covers. Right? It's all covers. Yeah. You
3: do know all of their music. And for a little bit, like their their albums were themed. So they had a country album. And they were playing like Jolene and Country Roads and uh, Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chick. And then it was like they did one that was called um, something like "We Are Not Men, We Are Diva," and it was like Celine Dion. And so it's like their their music style is the music choice is varied, but it's always fun. So me and Whitney are going to go see them on the thirtieth.
0: Um, my memories of them go back to when I was very young, like first second grade. Okay, I'm taking it back to anybody who lived in the <laughs> Valley back in the '90s. Beth and Bill on (laughs) 99.9K Easy. Rest in peace, Bill. But when Beth and Bill were on the radio, they had a segment where I think it was Beth's older son Mm -hmm. had like a segment once a week where he would bring like music to them or like whatever for them to like listen to. And week after week, it was a me first in the gimme gimme song <laughs> week after fucking week and i was like and i remember being little and i liked all the stuff that they played but i was just like is he ever gonna pick something else but it was <laughs> me first in the gimme give every fucking week yeah so that was so i remember hearing of them like in mm-hmm. first grade yeah. so they've been around a time they've been around for some time
3: yeah definitely they have, a have five song ep that's in japanese like oh, and, wow. it's, and they play um One of my favorite songs, which is Linda Linda by the Lonely Hearts, which is like this Japanese punk band that kind of like their music styling was like the Ramones. But like they did a cover, a five song EP cover of songs that were in Japanese. They got hired to do a bar mitzvah. So, they recorded their live album, and it's called Ruining Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. They're just fun, and their show is incredible, and me and Whitney are going to see him on the
0: I'm 30th. excited. I think it'll be so much fun. <laughs> because well, we've got, like, fun stuff coming up. So, on the 19th is White mm-hmm. Christmas. Yep. And then on the 30th is Me First in the Gimme Gimme. So, a couple fun Christmas realized? things, like, leading in before it's even December. Mm-hmm. What'd you just realize?
3: Um i got a thing on instagram too on the 14th postmodern jukebox is gonna be in mesa oh are they and i was like do i pull the trigger and we go for the three because i don't think <laughs> we've ever gone to three concerts in a month <laughs> no. so uh, to be determined we'll let you know <laughs> oh. all right what are you digging on
0: i am digging on you started to touch on it earlier and i went did you hear me <laughs> <laughs> i
3: could feel it yeah <laughs>
0: I was like, "Oh, he's about to go." I was like, "Do I just like lay into like?" I'm like, "Do I keep going into I it?" I moved on quickly.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my digging on is the start of cuddle season.
3: <laughs> Not for me, by the way. <laughs> she doesn't mean that pointed in my direction. I'm
0: looking down at the floor at the the furry one. Yep. Um. So Mildred is definitely a fucking Arizona, like a Phoenix cat, and you know it dips below. By the way, the high today was 92, so we're not trending. It was hot, yeah. It was fucking hot. I was doing
3: yard work. It was hot.
0: (laughs) But here, it dips down a little bit at night, and it's like, (laughs) whoo, you know? Oh, and that's when you realize you're fucking old. When I went out on that work trip like a month ago with my friend, at one point, I caught myself having a really long, like, rant. Not rant, but, like, thing to her about how I was just like, well, you know what is... The overnights are getting lower. And once those overnights, you know, get lower, even with the daytime highs, it does help. It, it changes things a little. And I was like, oh, dear God, we're at that age where we're talking about... we." Be... For her, we were talking about mortgage rates. With me, I was talking about overnight lows. <laughs> so anyways, when the overnight lows start to go down, like creep down a little bit, when you're a Phoenix cat, even if the high is 89, 92, you start to floof. So she's starting to floof, by yeah. the way. And the first place she floofs is in the chest area, in the chesticle. You know, she looks
3: very regal.
0: So she's floofing in the chest, and she's starting to overall floof a little bit. But cuddle season has fucking kicked in. She's on my shoulder like a fucking parrot. The second (laughs) she's begging for me to sit down at all times. She just wants to sit in laps. Mm -hmm. I. She's starting to sleep with us again, which during the summer she doesn't like sleep with us.
3: No, she doesn't. Not at all.
0: No. So she's starting to sleep with us again. That's a big indicator. Big indicator of cuddle season. And I would just like to like turn this into a, a separate thing. I re- my life just gets so much better this time of year. Okay. And um, I've been paying attention to my sleep scores all through the fucking summer. 50s and 60s. Slept okay. like fucking ass. Like fucking <laughs> yeah. garbage. The uh... second these... I'm I'm getting and my I was setting goals for myself. I'm like just get two sleep scores in the 80 in in the 80, like hit 80 twice in a week and I couldn't do it for 6 months. Wouldn't happen. I am getting sleep scores of 80, 82 left and fucking right. Yep. I think there's something to be said about I'm pulling you guys. I'm pulling out of the dep- the sad, out of the seasonal depression. <laughs> so is Mildred. We're living life. We're we're mm-hmm. fucking thriving again. Minus not being able to fit everything into a day. Um, but I think it's the lower temperatures at night. Mm hmm. Agreed. The darkness. Like it's just not so bright. Like, you know. Band. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, But yeah, so, and then like that, and then she wants to fucking cuddle again. I mean, what? what, this is great.
3: She sleeps more often during the night. Yeah, she's actually like going to
0: sleep. So she doesn't Mm -hmm. wake me up as much. Like she wakes me up like a fucking newborn every two hours during the summer. (laughs) The summer is fucking miserable. God damn. Is there any wonder why I'm a fucking miserable cunt all through summer? I can't sleep. It's fucking hot. It's bright. (laughs) It's terrible. And then now I'm like, oh, she sleeps so I don't have to get up every two Mm -hmm. hours. Oh, it's not bright even with my blackout. Uh, curtains, curtains <laughs> oh my god even with ac and el- I, 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 like there's mm-hmm. something to be said about when the outside is cooler i don't care yeah. about air conditioning there's something mm-hmm. to be said about it Yep. Yeah. That went that went farther than i expected <laughs> you had, past you, you cuddle went to season. a level i did i'm sorry <laughs> but it's because of excitement of like i feel like i'm like re- I, i'm re i'm being revitalized yeah even she at thrives. 92 even at 92 degrees today i'm it, it there's hope on the horizon i'm recharging my battery in my inside me is recharging. I'm fucking getting some sleep. I can open a window in the morning when I drink coffee. Oh, mm. that's all a girl needs.
3: So that's what that Christina Aguilera song was about?
0: What a girl wants, what a girl needs, is an open window while she has coffee. There it is. I knew
3: you were going to get there. I knew you were going to get there. You stuck the landing. Thank Very you. Very nice. Thank you that's one thing we're working on because of our Christmas party and because of just the weather getting better. I want us, we, we made a goal that we were going to have a good sitting patio. And our problem was that we had no grass and we had, we have a half of our yard. That's just dirt. So it's like whenever it got windy or anything, everything fucking was just dirty. Covered in especially dust. during the
0: summer because the moms fucking dust everywhere.
3: Yeah. So it's like, I want us to hit a point where we have like a good sitting patio.
0: Next week we're going to go pick out rock.
3: Yep, rock music.
0: Rock music.
3: So, state of the pod season three.
0: Yep. <sighs> so, um, pickle people, we'll probably we'll keep posting some stuff during the time away. Mm-hmm. We, um, we
3: actually have some good ideas on the back burner of like pickles that we want to attack. So,
0: yeah, we'll we'll be posting on the Instagrams about uh, on the social medias about mm-hmm. next seasons uh bingo board things like mm-hmm. that so we'll see you around a little bit here and there in the next couple of weeks
3: Yep. well for the final time season three if you enjoy what you heard feel free to buy us a pickle
0: buy me slash digging up the dug
3: enjoy our episode visuals and mildred related stuff on instagram which is always a always a people pleaser at digging up the duggers pod And if you'd like to send us anything in traditional mail, we do have a P.O. Box, 5973 Glendale, Arizona, 85312. If you want something good to listen to going into the fall season, check out me first. I'm telling you, it's a you know the words, the songs are approachable, they're work-friendly, they're fun to listen to. And they do Christmas music, so it also leads into that part of the year as well. So,
0: it's a good one.